on earth. We have the kingdom of God on the inside of us. We're God's vessels to bring his will to be established here in the earth. So as it is in heaven, how we want it here on earth. Sickness and disease is gone. We bring healness and holiness and wholeness and joy and peace and truth and prosperity. We bring that into the earth because it's already on the inside of us. So on today, as we've been ministering, anything can happen in this environment. God is already here in the place. He's already inhabiting the praises of the, his people. And so on today, we're expecting great things to move in this body. We can shift an atmosphere at any point in time when we open up our mouths, when we set our feet in an atmosphere, we shift the environment to align with God's word. So on today, just think about the things that may not be aligned yet with the word of God. But as you're speaking the word of God to those situations, that word is hovering over those situations, just waiting for you to yield to what God is saying. And then that word invades that space. And then what God says begins to flourish. So right now, just lift up your hands. Believe God. We're a people that is standing on the word of God. We will not be moved in this year. This is the year that the manifestations of the promises of God come to pass. Yes. 
worship God just for a moment. Come on, lift your hands towards heaven. Lift your hands towards heaven. Praise God. Let's just worship the presence of God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence today. Hallelujah. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, Father, we, we need your presence. Hallelujah. And Father, we thank you that we have your presence right now in Jesus name so father as we approach the word today we thank you that the word of God is alive it's powerful it's sharper than a two-edged sword 
Thank you that the word of God is incorruptible seed. It is our victory in seed form. So our hearts are open, our spirits are open, our minds are open to hear and receive the living word of God. So we thank you this morning for transformation in Jesus' name. We receive every need met in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Before you see that, just lift one hand. Let me declare something over your life this morning. Praise God. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree supernatural turnaround in your life in Jesus' name. You receive that? You receive that? Shout, I receive. I take it and give him praise for it. Glory to God. Come on, give him praise for it. Supernatural turnaround is yours right now. In Jesus' name, not tomorrow, not next week, but when? Right now, supernatural turnaround. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Glory to God. You receive that? I say you receive that? That's yours, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God is good. God is good. So begin to look for it. Begin to look for it. Don't look for what, what was. Look for what is. And what is. What is is a turnaround. I say it's a turnaround. Not natural, but what? Supernatural. Amen. Let's shout one more time. Glory to God. Woo! Jesus. Amen. Now, do, do this for me and then take your seat. Turn and take your neighbor. Say, now look like something has turned around. Now look like something has turned around and take your seat. Come on, take your seat. Come on. Come on. You can't, if, you, if you're experiencing a turnaround, you can't keep looking sad. You can't keep looking mad. You got to look like something has turned around. So if you were frowning, a turnaround would be a smile. Are y'all hearing me? <laughs> Glory to God. Lean on your neighbor. I'm glad you came to church this morning. I'm glad you came to church this morning. Come on, let's get into the word. John chapter 10, verse number 10. We know it now. Well, most of us know it. It's a foundational text for the year being the year of enjoyment. And the Amplified tells us that the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. But I'm glad that the verse didn't stop there. Because Jesus then came and said, I came that they may have and what? And what? And enjoy life. Glory to God. And have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Why overflow? Overflow is because... God doesn't want us to just have enough for us. He wants us to have enough for us and others. Amen? So he wants you to be so full that you're overflowing on others. Amen? Praise God. I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, I never had coffee in my life. <laughs> that was amazing to somebody. They're like, what? What kind of person are you? Where you come from? No, I never had coffee in my, never tasted it. Of course, smelled it, of course, but never tasted it. Never had it in my life. Uh, didn't need it in college. 
none of that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with the coffee drink, but I do drink tea, uh, you know, sometimes. Somebody <laughs> clap on tea. <laughs> Hot tea sometimes. But, you know, some people who, uh, well, especially in restaurants, a lot of times they bring you a coffee cup, a teacup, and they have a, a salsa underneath of it. And what's the, what's the idea of the salsa? The salsa is to catch what comes over the sides of the cup. And I think somewhere in the Psalms it says that our cup, say what? Runs over. Doesn't, doesn't run over to be wasted, but runs over to settle in that salsa. And, 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 who's, and who, who, who's in that salsa? That salsa is those people around us. Amen. Catching it, glory to God. Because he reigns on the just and the unjust. Why? Because of us. Lean on your neighbor and say, you're a blessing going somewhere to happen. I don't know if you know you're a blessing going somewhere to happen. Praise the God. Then, then turn some, tell somebody else, say, you're a miracle about to manifest. You are a miracle about to manifest. Praise God. Woo! Glory to God. Man, oh man. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Okay, let's, let's, let's get to work. Let's get to work. Um, got some things I want to get into you last week. Um, oh, this week, from last week, praise God. Let's go over the Mark 4 now. Let's go over the Mark 4. We're talking about the power of the seed. We're talking about the power of the seed. And uh, we've shared several things already, but just, by, uh, just to make sure people are on the same page, when we say power, we're talking about might, force, ability, and strength. Might, force, ability, and strength. So when we say the power of the seed, we're talking about the might, the force, the strength, and the ability of a seed. Okay? Now, we say the seed is the origin of a thing. It is provision based upon Genesis 1. It is the word of God based upon Luke, uh, Luke 8. And then it's also anything that a man or woman chooses to sow. Okay? So we understand that a seed cannot just be the word of God. A seed can be many things. It could be our words. It could be our actions. It could be our thoughts. It could be our, our love that we give. It could be uh, the attitude that we give. Everything, a lot of things become seed, praise God. And those seeds all have power. They have strength, they have might, and they have force, praise the Lord. And so over in Genesis chapter 8, the Bible says, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. So as long as the earth is in existence, and last time I checked, which was about a second ago, it is, praise God, that uh, there will be seed time and harvest. So in other words, there will be sowing of seed, and there will be harvesting from that seed, okay? That's not just natural, that's also spiritual. That's Galatians chapter 6. I'm doing a really, really quick uh, review because I want to get somewhere today. Uh, Galatians chapter 6, go ahead and check it out when, when you have time. But Galatians 6 says we can sow to the flesh and we can sow to the spirit. If we sow to the flesh, we reap corruption. If we sow to the spirit, we reap life eternal, a zoe kind of life, all right? So there are, uh, there are seeds that can go both ways. So we want to make sure that we understand the power of the seed so that we can sow good seeds to get good harvest. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Praise God. So uh, last week we started talking about that the Word of God is the most powerful seed in the universe. Okay, don't ever forget that. The Word of God is the most powerful seed in the universe. Where do, how do we uh, uh, conclude that? Because God himself use the word to create everything we see. Look at Genesis, Genesis 1. God said, God saw. God said, God saw. God said, God saw. What did God do, use to create? God didn't use his hands to create. He used, he used his word to create. 
And so if we're made in the image and likeness of God, in other words, we are, we are made up like him, but we are, are supposed to act like him as well. So if we are to create things based upon scriptural principle, we don't create things with our hands. We should be creating things with our words. But we've been so used to using words for communication versus words for creation. But see, words are, are designed to create stuff. And we gave you what the word create meant last week. We said create doesn't mean to take something from nothing and then make something. Create means to bring forth. So if I'm bringing forth something, I'm bringing forth that which is already created. So when God says, let there be light, he didn't, take, he, didn't, he didn't just automatically just bring light into existence. No, light was in God, and God says, let there be light. He brought life, light forth because it was already on the inside of him. Y'all hear what I'm saying? When he said, let us make man, man was already on the inside of God. So he said, let us make man. So he says, uh, uh, and he created man, male and female, uh, uh, male and female. He brought us forth. He brought us forth because we, mankind, was in existence before any man had a body. Come on, y'all, read your Bibles. The Bible says in Genesis 1, man was created. And in Genesis 2, he formed a body. He created man in one, he formed a body in two. Because he formed the body from a natural substance but he spoke us into existence. See, you are a spoken manifestation. Because when he said, let us make man in our image, he created every last person that will ever uh, be on the earth in that one moment. In that one word, all of us was in it. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So we existed long before our mother and father got together. And we're going to exist long after our house ceases to exist. That's why we get comfort when people go to be with the Lord and you know God, you'll see them again. They know God, you know God, you'll see them again. Why? Because they don't cease to exist. They just lay down their house, but they keep living. Because when God speaks something in existence, it doesn't stop. That's why we always have light. He said, light be, we still have light. You can't stop what God speaks. Oh, man. <laughs> Woo, hunt your neighbor said, boy, I'm about to run around here. I'm about to run around here. You got to understand, you can't stop. What, what God speaks something, it continues to flow. The word of God cannot be stopped. It cannot be stopped. Did you, are you hearing what I'm saying? If you get a word from God and we got a whole Bible full of it, if we would just believe it, it can't be stopped. Okay, let me get to my notes because I, glory to God. Amen, amen. That's, so, so, so we're talking about the word of God being the most powerful seed in the universe, right? So listen, one word from God can change your life forever. That's why we got to put priority on hearing the word. And unfortunately, the body of Christ haven't got that revelation yet because on average, the average Christian 
attends church, y'all, y'all make a guess. How many times a, a month do you think the average Christian attends church? Say what? Once. The average, the, the average Christian attends church one time per month. That's 12 times a year. And you wonder why we don't have the kind of impact we need? Huh? But that's changing around here, right? <laughs> Woo, Mark 4. Come on, let's go. Mark 4. So we're talking about, again, the Word of God being the most powerful seed in the universe. And so we looked at Jesus' parable of the sower because I think it, it, it gives a lot of enlightenment. And I won't go through the whole thing because I did it last week. I just want to uh, uh, briefly surmise it and then uh, look at the last verse, okay? Because uh, Jesus says, the sower sows the word. So in this context, the seed that Jesus is talking about is what? The word of God, okay? So he sows the word, but he sows the word in four different kinds of ground. Stony ground, um, surface, shallow ground, and, um, and um, hard um, uh, weedy ground, like uh, a lot of weeds and stuff, okay? But then there's a ground that he sows into, and all those three grounds didn't produce anything. But then he goes, and the sower sows the word on some good ground. Let's look at verse 20, Mark 4, 20. Mark 4, 20 says, and those sown on the good, this is amplified, this is, uh, those sown on the good, look at this, well-adapted soil are the ones who hear the word and what? Receive and what? Accept and what? Welcome it and what? Come on, let's go through those again. What do they do with the word? They what? Receive and accept and welcome it and do what? One more time. They what? Receive the word, accept the word, welcome the word, and it what? Bear fruit. So this is not the group of people that hear the word and then want to de- debate its validity. This is not who he's talking about here. Those type of people are in the previous three, three ki- kinds of ground. Because you got some people that hear the word, well, God, you know, God, God is outdated. He's not relevant anymore. You know, the word was for then. It's not for now. See, those kind of people are not going to bear fruit. They can sit up in church every single Sunday, but if you come to church to debate what God is saying to you, you're going to end up being fruitless in your life. You hear what I'm saying? So he says, who receive it, accept it, welcome it, and bear it. Look at this. Some 30 times as much as was sown, some 60 times as much as was, uh, as much, and some even a what? 100 times as much. And my thing is, if we have a choice of harvest, let's go for the 100. Is anybody else with me? If, I, if, if he put 30, 60, 100 on the table, I'm going to go after the 100. You know you would too. If I had a table up here, put $30, $60, and $100, nobody in this room is going to come get 30 and lead 100. All of you are going to go back to your seats with what? $100. Because you want the most. So if you want the most in that application, why not get the most out of the Word? Why not get a hundredfold from the Word that you're, that you're hearing and that you're saying to yourself? Amen? 
So then, we, uh, we wanted to let you know, uh, or, or give you, uh, give you uh, uh, the understanding of now how to get the Word in you. Because we said, light was in God before God brought it forth. And if we're to act like God, we need to have some things in us in order for us to bring it forth. Right? So let's go to Joshua 1. Let's go to Joshua 1. Again, just, just want to lay a, a, a little uh, review. So again, so we can launch from this place. Because I, I don't want uh, to leave anybody uh, behind. Praise God. Joshua 1, verse number 8 says, This book of the law, what are we talking about? The law of God, the word of God, shall not depart from your, you finish it. What? I find that interesting. It didn't say your mind. It didn't say your heart. It says not from your mouth. Oh, this is amazing. He says, but you shall what? Meditate in it. How often? How often? Once a month. Two, twice a month. Three times a year. Day and night. That means this is something that's consistent and systematic. Right? Day and night. Look what happens. That you may observe, everybody say see. see. That you may see to do according to all that is written in it, in what? In what you've been meditating on. For then you shall what? Make your way prosperous and then you will have what? Good success. In order for the Bible to say good success, there can be some bad success. Got it? So he says now, in order to get prosperity and good success, you have to systematically and consistently keep the Word of God on your mouth and through meditation, consistently and systematically, be able to see what the Word wants you to do in order to have that prosperity and that good success. Can y'all see that? Let's go to Psalm 1. Let's go to Psalm 1. Praise God. Psalm 1 says, look at verse number 1. Psalm 1, 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, in the word of God. And in his law, or in the word of God, he meditates how often? How often? Sounds familiar to Joshua 1, doesn't it? Okay, day and night. Um, and he, verse number 3, he shall be like a tree, planted by the rivers of water, look at this now, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever, everybody shout whatever. whatever. Come on, everybody shout whatever. whatever. Whatever he does will what? Prosper. Man, isn't it amazing that so many people, even in the body of Christ, are trying to get prosperity so, through so many other means and the Bible is so clear. To get prosperity, you got to meditate the Word. We're working manual jobs. He wants us to work in the Word. Amen. You rush out here. i got to go to work. Okay, rush out of here to get in the Word. Oh, see, I think that was, uh-huh, uh-huh. I got to go to work. You rush, you know, just, just, just blow by everybody on, on the highway, you know, just, 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 just rush to get to work. But do we have that same intensity when it comes to the Word? Do you rush to hear the Word? Because you think more prosperity is in your work 
with your hands than in the Word. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Why? Because you get a tangible check every two weeks or, or every week or every twice a month. So, you, so in your mind, you've con- your mind is convinced that your prosperity is in your work when the Bible says prosperity is in the Word. I, don't st- I still don't have a few of you too happy. I know that's how we've been trained. That's how we've been brought up. But I'm telling you, it's time for us to switch systems. It's time for us to start thinking differently. If we are going to be supernatural, we got to begin to look at things supernaturally. Does that make sense? So now, I say, I, the, the, when I prepare to go to work, or as you prepare to go to work, that same passion, that same energy should be as... Uh, uh, it, it should be when it comes to the work. When it comes to Sunday morning, you ought to act like you're going to work. You don't miss work for rain. You don't miss work for clouds. You don't miss work for snow. You don't, work, you don't miss work for hail. You don't miss work for nothing. Because you know something's on the end of it. But why don't we have that same passion when it comes to the work? I cannot miss the word. Because the Bible says if I meditate the word, I'm going to have prosperity and good success. Now, you might say, Pastor, you, you, you said all this last week. Well, you need to hear it again. <laughs> and you're going to need to keep on hearing it and keep on hearing it until your mind is renewed that your prosperity doesn't come from your job. Prosperity comes right out of the word. Are you hear what I'm saying? Glory to God. And let me, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I'm going to move on. Because you, you really not at that job for you anyway. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm losing my crowd. You're not there for you. You're there for them. You are a blessing. You're not there to get blessed. You are there to be a blessing. So you guys go to work tomorrow and say, y'all ought to be glad I work here. <laughs> no, you see, that's a, different, that's, a different, that's a different mindset. See, we're going to get, get, get. I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get paid. Man, I'm going to get paid. No, change it. I'm going to be a blessing. Because when you go to be a blessing, you just don't have to depend on what they pay you. Does anybody get into this? So you go to work tomorrow with a new attitude. Just, I got a new attitude. Why are you so happy? Because I'm a blessing. I am a blessing. You ought to be glad that our cubicles touch because you get blessed because I'm sitting next to you. See, but it's all about understanding who you are and what you carry and whose you are and what you have working with you. I hear what I'm saying? Praise God. All right. All right. Can we go to work? Okay. So now let me, let me, let me, let me uh, remind you meditation. Meditation includes some components here. Meditation number one is hearing or 
studying the word, hearing or studying the word. Okay, they, it could be one and the same because you can be studying the word as you're hearing it. Okay, it also means thinking about the word, pondering. That means rolling it over in your mind because what part of us needs to be renewed is our mind. So meditation, as, I, as we're thinking about the word, is helping uh, flush out our mind of those old way of thinking. That makes sense? And then it includes speaking the word, speaking the word back to yourself, okay? So that's meditation. So meditation is not sitting on the floor with your legs crossed, with your palms up saying, hmm. That's not biblical meditation, okay? It may be meditation in somebody's eyes, but it's not biblical meditation. Biblical meditation is, is, is you in the word, you're hearing it, you're studying it, you're thinking about the word. Hmm, what does this word mean to me? How does this word apply to my life? What is God saying to me in this moment? That's rolling around in my thinking. And then I'm speaking it back to myself. By his stripes, I'm healed. If I meditate in the word day and night, I'm going to see what I'm supposed to do. Then I'm going to have good success and I'm going to have prosperity. See, that's speaking it back to yourself. What's happening is this whole process is now helping your mind be renewed. Amen? So now, uh, my endeavor this morning is to show you, show you how to take the word of God, how to take the word of God, and then bring forth that which you desire. Anybody interested? Okay, thank you for the dozen. The rest of you just eavesdropping? Amen. But no, because there's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's an order of God that we, we take part in and we take the word which is seed. The word is not our harvest, the word is our seed. Okay, that's why I say the word is our victory in seed form. That's why sometimes when people don't have spiritual mind on, they look at a word and says, how is this going to help me? Because they're seeing it as a seed. They, they're looking for a harvest, but they don't understand that every harvest comes out of a seed. You can't get a harvest without a seed. Impossible, naturally or spiritually. You cannot get a harvest without a seed. So that's why every Sunday, every Wednesday, every time we meet here, someone, if it's not myself, if it's not Dr. Wendy, if someone here is providing you a bag of seed. And that bag of seed is now designed for you to take and then go plant. Because as long as the seed stays on your notepad, long as the seed stays in the margin of your Bible, as long as that seed stays there, it cannot germinate and produce anything. You have to plant the seed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, you come for answers, and you're getting answers every single week. But it doesn't look like a harvest. And so you get discouraged because I want a harvest. I'm giving you the way to get it. Is this making sense to anybody? Amen. So how do we do this? How, how do we take the word? All right, so now, so um, we start with the word. Everybody say start with the word. Listen, everything has to start with the word. Your praise should start with the word. Your praise shouldn't start with a song just because it makes your hip move. It should start with the word in the song. Uh-huh. Because some songs that we sing, some songs that we label Christian should be labeled R&B. Yeah. 
rhythm and blues. That's what it should be labeled. But because, you know, it's a Christian artist, they label it Christian. But it's not, it's not much word in it. Look at this psalm. The psalm is a book of praise. What does it include? The word. <laughs> Amen. That's why some songs we, we won't ever sing here if it, doesn't, if it doesn't have the word in it. I don't care how much you like it. It could be number one on the top billboard. It could be number one on the billboard chart. It could be your Jimmy Jam. But if it's not the word, we would not be singing it here. Or we'll take the beat, we'll take the tune, and we'll change the words. We've done that several times. Amen. Like y'all probably don't know now. Y'all probably sing the song like we sing it now when y'all hear it on the radio. There's, there's one song that starts out, and this is how the original artist says, it starts says, there's beauty in my brokenness. My question is, what beauty is in brokenness? So what do we do? We liked it. We liked the bulk of the song. So we just say, it's beauty in my righteousness. There's a whole lot of beauty in that. But I don't want anybody that want to see beauty in brokenness. Amen. But I know of some songs that catch you up. Catch you up. And I'm not talking about any awesome I call it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying everything starts with the word. Like, for example, there's one song that says, Lord, if I find favor in your sight. Listen, Lord, if I, Lord, if I find favor in your sight. Psalm tells us that he surrounds the righteous with favor. So where's the if? Why do we have to have an if? But see, if you keep singing these songs, Lord, if I, then you're saying I don't have favor now. And I got to do something to find it in order to get it when the Bible says he's already released it to you. So now that's going to give you a different way to walk. If I'm walking like I got to try to get favor, it's going to be a different walk than if I know I got favor. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? Woo, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I guess we just flow today, praise the Lord. That's why we got to be careful. We got to be careful. I know it's your, I know it's your favorite singer. I know it's your favorite artist. I know, I know, I know it's popular. I know you hear it every 20 minutes on the radio. I know, I know, but that doesn't validate the authenticity of the word that's in it. And see, if you don't know the word, you just be singing it, and when you're singing it, you're making confessions, and you're renewing your mind to what you're singing. Tell me, you know, it's, it's easier to, know, to learn a song than it is to learn scripture. Man, you got to work at learning that scripture. Well, I got to memorize it. Uh, nah, 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 okay. Uh, nah, nah, nah. And that song played three times, and you, and you humming it. And then you singing it. And you don't hear a song for 15 years, and they come on the radio. Ah, ah, ah. What has happened to you? That's my, that was my jam. When was that your jam? In 78? In 78? And see, the enemy knows that. And so the enemy knows how to get you. Remember, he used to be the choir leader. 
So why do you, why do you wonder why music is so powerful? And don't get me over on your secular artists that you be listening to during the week. And then Sunday afternoon. Because even the R&B station got a gospel hour, doesn't it? Uh-huh. That's for y'all on y'all way to church. But they know that most of you, most people don't get anything in church. So around 1 o'clock, they switch back to R&B. So when you're going back home, you like wave your hands like it just don't care. Oh, yeah. Whoa. And so everything that was shared to you in church, gone. Gone. The enemy just came and stole the word you just received. Say it again, sir. Oh, it's shopping center. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, shopping center. <laughs> All right, stay safe, man. Stay safe. You, because you was feeling that thing. You were like, y'all catch that? He. <laughs> That's my man. I'm messing with you. So we start with the what? Come on, we start with the what? Word. Start with the word. Start with the word. If you can get, if you can get that today, you'd be doing good. Start with what? The word. the word. Every decision needs to start with a word. Okay? Single ladies, who you marry should start with a Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lord. Jesus. Not by high. Oh, oh, I felt that. Oh. Start with the what? So if you put the word up between you and him and you can't see <laughs> him no more, then he not be the one. Where you go, Doc? Where you go? Everything starts with the... <laughs> Y'all all right today? Can we, can we just flow today? Praise God. Amen. Starts with the word. So now, what is the word? The word is the seed. The word is the seed, okay? So everything starts with the word. So now, how do we get seed? We get seed by it being spoken into your life, or we get seed, you get seed by getting in the seed bag yourself and pulling the seed out. That means your own study, your own confession. That makes sense? So either you're being, it's being spoken into your life, or you actually going and getting the seed yourself. But everything starts with the word. Okay? Now, once that word, once that word is received, that word is not, the word is not sown into your thinking, your mind. The word is sown into your heart. Okay? Now, the heart represents the ground. The heart of man represents the ground. So just like a farmer takes a corn seed, puts it in the natural earth, the Word of God is designed to go into the heart of man, the, 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 the ground of man, okay? Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs that out of the heart flow the issues of life. I, I've said it before, the heart of man is man's production center. And your heart can only produce what you give, uh, it only can produce those things in which you give supplies to produce. 
Jesus says, what goes in a man will determine what comes out of a man. He says, out of an evil heart cannot come good things. Out of a good heart cannot come evil things. So out of an evil heart comes what? Evil things. Out of a good heart comes what? Good things. Why? It's based upon what was placed in it at first. Say, if I, so if I put negativity, if I put doubt, bitterness, offense, if I, if I put hatred, all those things in my heart, then I can't pull out love. I can't pull out compassion. Why? Because my heart can't produce it because my heart doesn't have the materials it needs to produce that because I put the wrong thing in it. That's why the Bible says guard your heart. That's why disappointments are so dangerous. Disappointments are dangerous because different disappointments give you opportunity to put wrong things in your heart. And when you put wrong things in your heart, then you can't expect where wrong things to come out. You understand what I'm saying? But now if I'm diligent and put the love of God, the love of God has been shared abroad in my heart through the Holy Spirit. So I put the love of God that, uh, that at the born again experience, God's love, Galatians 5, is put on the inside of me. The Bible says, love my neighbor as myself. The Bible says, love the Lord God with all my heart, all my might, and all my strength. So if I put that in me, then when I go to draw it out, it's already there. So now I have to manufacture anything. I don't have to mask it because now it's genuine because I put it there. I love you because I worked on my love in me first. So now I don't have to be fake. I don't have to just have to go through the motions. It's, it's in me. And if it's in me, then it's a part of me. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So now when that seed is now pulling, sown into the heart, what happens is faith that's in our heart already, faith then comes and fertilizes that seed that's sown into our heart. Making sense? So now, so the seed goes in, faith grabs that seed, fertilizes that seed. Why? For growth. Got it? So now, as it's sown in my heart, now my next expectation is, as I'm sown it in my heart, that I experience some growth. I experience some growth. Anybody heard the song, something on the inside is working on the outside? Oh, what a change in me. See, oftentimes we're looking for external change and we have the same thing going on on the inside of us. You can't produce anything new with the same material. As long as I have, uh, as long as I have the material, as long as I have uh, Play-Doh, I can't create concrete I can create something that looks like concrete but when it's put to the test it'll fail are y'all getting this and too often we're people in the body of Christ that end up with play-doh hearts it looks good on the outside but when you touch it feel it it begins to sink under pressure and and, and, and begin to slide and bend over when it gets hot. Because it can't withstand the pressure. You hear what I'm saying? But when you got the word in you, and you got the word to produce something solid, wind can come, 
Rain can come. Pressure can come. Heat can come. Guess who's still standing? When you've done all the stand, stand. Why? Because you, you worked on it first. You got the materials in you to stand. Amen. One of our mentors used to say this before, tell, us, uh, tell us years ago. He says, listen, um, you, I only can expect out of you what you have in you. So if we identify somebody that has, that has a, 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 a very low level of word, we can't expect much spiritual out of them. And sometimes we get, out, we get ourselves derailed when people who look like they got something fall. It's only because they, they didn't have what in them, they didn't have in them what you thought based upon how they looked. Because man looks on the outward, God looks on the heart. Are y'all with me? Boy, we, we, we should be giving out some serious Academy Awards and Golden Globes and all that kind of stuff in the body of Christ because we, we know how to fake it. We know how to fake it until we make it. But oftentimes, people who are faking it never make it. Because you don't supposed to fake anything until you make it. You're supposed to faith it, faith it, F-A-I-T-H, faith it until you make it. Amen. But we got some people, I tell you what, they, they look like they got the goods. They got a big Bible. They can say hallelujah real good. But when it comes to pressure, they fall like a, like a, like a house of toothpicks because they haven't built anything yet. Got it? All right, let me, let me stick to my notes. Praise God. Y'all, y'all look. Right. Faith what? Fertilizer field. Then we have some growth. Now, what's growing inside of it? And, and, and the Spirit of God, I ask the Spirit of God to make this so plain to me so I can help it, uh, help it be plain to you. What's growing on the inside of you when you're planting the seed and faith is fertilizer? What, what, and, and this is what one word he, came, he gave me is image. See, when the word goes in you and faith is fertilizer, it is producing an image of the word that you're putting in you. See, if you put the word in you that thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through Christ Jesus, if you put the word in you that, th- uh, that, uh, that he's made you more than a conqueror, that he, you put the word in you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, if you put it in you and you meditate that long enough, you'll start seeing yourself conqueror. You'll start having a different kind of, of, of swag about yourself. You'll start having a different kind of gape and walk and talk. You'll be like, you'll like, you step back and like, ooh, ooh, ooh. He, he, he's got a, little, he's got a little, 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 little boldness in this talk. Why? Because he start, the person is starting to see him or herself as a conqueror, as victorious, as being able to do all things through Christ Jesus. Why? Because that word and faith fertilizing that word has built a picture on the inside of them to show, that's showing them that, hey, I'm a conqueror. Are y'all seeing this? Because as a man thinketh in his where? Heart, so is he. Oh man, this is good stuff. Don't miss this. So now I'm building a picture. If I'm, I'm, if I'm meditating on healing, I'm meditating on the words of healing that, um, that, that by his stripes we, uh, we, we, are, we are healed, Isaiah 53. Matthew 8, 17, he, he healed all that was sick. 
1 Peter 2.24, with his stripes I am healed. For Psalms, I think it's Psalms 103, I think it's Psalms 103, he sent this word and healed them. Glory to God. Uh, Psalms 91, it says, no plague shall come nigh your dwelling. So now I'm meditating on that. I'm thinking about that. I'm saying that. I'm meditating that. I'm thinking about it. I'm saying that. I'm hearing that. I'm thinking about it. I'm saying it. I'm hearing it. I'm thinking about it. I'm saying all of a sudden, I see myself healed. Even though I have a doctor's report that says the contrary, I begin to see myself healed. I see that word working in me, and what is it doing? It's driving out all images of being sick. It's now bringing in all images of me being well. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm working on this consistently. I am, I am, I am hammering at the, at the hard places in my heart. I am hammering at the fear. I'm hammering at the doubt. I'm hammering at what people are saying. I'm hammering about the experiences of others. I'm hammering about that one died of the same thing. I'm hammering it all out. But what am I using? I'm using the Word to drive out everything that's contrary to what God has said about me. And folks, a lot of times that, that, that takes longer than five minutes. Now, I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong. I am a firm believer that you can hear the word one time and get manifestation. I believe that with all my heart. But a lot of times it takes time because we built up a full tank of doubt. We built up a full tank of unbelief. We built up a full tank of fear, and it takes time to drive it out. But you got to understand that the Word of God is the most powerful ramming rod it is. Glory to God. And it just gets down there, and it just, bam, it just hammers. Doubt, bam, fear, bam, unbelief, bam, fear, bam, doubt, unbelief, bam, bam. It's just, just driving it out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. And see, this is the process. And so as, as, you're, as you're working this word, you're starting to see, oh, yes, I see myself healed. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, I understand that what the report says, what the Bible says, God says to me that he's healed me already. And now I see myself healed. I see myself running if I have pain in my joint. I see myself living long if I got stage four cancer. Come on. I see myself being, living long and strong. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? I see myself off the medication. I see myself off this. I see myself. Why? Because I put a new picture in me using what? The seed of the word of God. Are y'all getting this today? So I build this image. The word of God said, the uh, spirit of God says image image. See, the world wants to paint an exterior, exterior image. Photoshops all the photos that's on the billboards. And you're like, mm, I don't look like that. No, they don't either. It's called computer AIDS. Amen. Called plastic surgery. Botox. Oh, Lord, now, now I'm getting To each his own. But I'm saying the inner image is much more important than the outer image. Because I know, I know there's some, there's some, there's some, in the world standards, some very beautiful people outwardly, but they're ugly inwardly. Because they spend all the time working on this and nothing on this. 
But folks, as children of God, we're inside out people. We got to make sure that our insides, our innards are right. And when our, and, 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 and our outward first, our outward would then change. Look at your before Jesus pictures. You thought you was cute. Would you look at them pictures like, OMG. Boy, okay, let me talk about me so you don't get mad. I, I just knew I was cute. I knew I was cute. I, I, knew, I knew I was fine. And I was, praise the Lord. <laughs> and still is, and still is, praise God. Don't hate, don't hate, participate. Don't hate, participate. <laughs> ah, glory to God. Been blessed with some good genes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Boy, boy, look at them before Jesus. I said, boy, you was booked. Now, some of y'all don't even have a clue what that is. But back in the day, that meant you was, you was tore from the floor up. Man, that's a good gracious. Why? Because the man inside of me was dead. And when I gave my life to Jesus, man inside of me came alive. And that living man on the inside of me changed the very way I looked. If you don't believe me, go on, look in the, look, look, look in the photo albums. I, I'll prove my point now. Praise God. You know how you run across a person on Facebook that you thought was cute in high school? And you're just like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, God, I thank you. I'm glad they told me no. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so what do we build on the inside of us? What's the word? What? Image. 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 In the medical field, there's a department called imaging. And what does imaging do? Imaging gives you a photo of your insides. Because what's happening on the inside is affecting what's happening on the outside. Are y'all here? So now, we should be working on our image. Not how we dress, not how we look, not how we do our hair but how we look on the inside. And we take that from the Word of God. Amen? Praise God. Shout, I am, I am. what the Word says I am. I can do what the Word says I can do. And I can have what the Word says I can have. Now, once that, once that image comes crystal clear and becomes undeniable, now you can start doing some reaping. You can start now bringing forth into manifestation what you have made alive on the inside of you. That make sense? All right. Let's go to, um, let's go to uh, Mark 4 real fast, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll close up in just a few minutes. Y'all all right? Amen. Glory to God. Y'all got to catch this. I want you to get it. Because there's a lot of bringing forth that's going to happen this year. I said, there's some lot of, I said, a lot of bringing forth that's going to happen this year. Oh, y'all not catching. I said, there's a lot, not a little. There's a lot of what? Bringing forth this year. Amen. I hope you're co-signing that. Because it is our year of having. Got it? Let's look at this. 
Because Mark 4, beginning at verse 26, so clearly articulates what I just shared with you. And uh, we read it before, but I, but I think we need to read this again. Verse 26 says, and he says, the kingdom of God as if, is as if a man should, sh- should scatter what? Seed on the ground. Now let me, let me follow that for a second. All the way through Mark 4, what has been the seed? The Word of God. Okay, now, and every time he mentioned the Word being the seed of God, uh, the, the seed being the Word of God, he said it. He says, the sower sows the Word. But then he gets here in Mark 4, 26 and says, should scatter seed. So I believe what he's saying is now, this function of the seed applies to the Word, yes, but it also applies to other seeds. Because if you, when we read it, you can see this happens to the corn seed. This happens to the pea seed. This happens to, to the other seeds. But look, look, look at this. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed where? On the ground. So what did we say the ground was? The heart of man. Okay. And should sleep by night and rise by day and the what? Seed. And in this case, we're talking today, the word of God should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth, that means the ground, the heart, yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. Anybody here ever uh, really recognize that after coming to church a few times, you started looking at things a little different. Anybody, anybody noticed that before? And the more you start hearing the word, you'd be like, oh, oh, okay, all right, all right, okay, never thought about it that way. But then, then you start saying some things differently. And then you start hearing things differently. You're like, oh, that ain't right. But you used to agree with it six weeks ago. Anybody been there before? But you're like, oh, that, that don't sound right. What's happening is there's working going on on the inside of you, and you don't even know how it's working. But it is working. Everybody shout, the word is working in me. The word is, come on, shout and say, the word is working in me. Amen. It, it's, it's working. It's, it's just working. And now all of a sudden you got a different perspective on things. All of a sudden you got a different conversation about things. Now there's some things that you don't want to do anymore. There's some things that you don't know, some people you don't want to hang around with no more. And what was the difference? The difference was the entrance of the Word. Because if you'd have never gotten the Word, you'd still be doing what you've been doing. Right? What's happening? The Word is building something different on the inside of you, causing you to have a different experience. And, you, and all you're doing is going about your day. You're going to work, you're going to sleep, you're going, waking up, you're going to work, going to sleep, coming to church, you're serving, you're, you're hanging out. You're doing the same thing, right? But the Word is working while you're doing those things. Are you seeing what I'm saying? All right, but look at this. But look at this last part here. But when the grain ripens, when that image comes, when that picture shows up, oh my goodness, immediately he puts in the sickle. Why? Because the harvest has come. He puts in the sickle because what? He wants to bring forth that which is now on the inside of him. Because once you get something on the inside of you, folks, you want it on the outside of you. 
Once you get healing on the inside of you and you look at your body and your body is not healed, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. I am not accepting this anymore. I know I'm healed. So body, line up. Look, look, look what's happening. Look what's happening. You're now releasing words, bringing forth that which is in you. Body, line up to the Word of God. Body, the Word of God says, with his stripes I was healed. Body, the Word says, he, he, he sent his Word and healed me. Body, the Word says, no plague shall come out of my dwelling. Plague, I curse you now in Jesus' name. But look at the confidence that comes out of you when you have it in you versus you just hoping it to happen. There's more authority, there's more power, there's more confidence in what you say when you see it than when, before you see it. Is this making sense? And so, so many people get a word and they want to jump out into manifestation before they even build anything on the inside of them. And then they get disappointed when the word doesn't come to pass and then they say it doesn't work. And so they quit the process, and they go through status quo. But no, you got to back up. You got to back up. So no, when you, when you went to kindergarten for the third day, they didn't say, okay, now it's time for graduation. Let me give you a high school diploma. That was a maturation process that you went from grade to grade because you had to learn some things to qualify yourself for graduation. Now, don't get me wrong. I said it before. I'll say it again. I do believe, I'm a firm believer, that you can come in here and get one word from God and get manifestation the same day. I believe that. But I believe it would happen more frequently if we worked on our hearts first. If we get, if we get in the practice of welcoming the word, receiving the word, accepting the word, if we get in that habit, it will, be, it will be manifestations popping off like I don't know what. You come in here, you come in here feeling bad, and, and, and I'll be teaching, and you go, oh! And everybody look at you, don't, don't worry about it, I just got manifestation. <laughs> and we'll just keep on with the service. Amen. You go, you wake up tomorrow, and, you, and, you, and, you, and you're a little behind on your bills, and then Tuesday morning you wake up, an unexpected person comes and pays all your bills. You just shout and just keep on going because that's what? Natural manifestation. But where does that come from? That comes from a prepared heart. Have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed that when you got saved, you were seeing God do stuff almost weekly? Man, God, man, God, man, God, man, God. But then as you got older in, in, in the things of God, it starts slowing down. Why? Because in the beginning, your heart was fresh, pure, and, and receptive. You was ready to hear anything from the Word of God when you got saved. But then, over time, you let your mind get back in it. Does it really take all that? Did God really mean that when he said that? Is he trying to get over on me? Oh, y'all don't like that. So you bring that mind back in there, and that mind now provides now a filter over that pure heart. And so now stuff can't come out like it used to because you're blocking it with your thinking. Remember your children. If your children like mine, you know, 
I'm going to do this. 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 I remember when I was a little boy, I, I had a Tonka truck. I had a Tonka truck and I had a, a, a rocket ship. And um, I took my Tonka truck and I built a, uh, a, I built a, uh, a launching pad for my rocket ship. And I took my rocket ship and I blasted off. I went to space. And the one that came, in my, came and told my mother, I said, Mom, I said um, I'm going to the moon. She said, you going where? I'm going to the moon. When are you going to the moon? I'm getting ready to leave now. I said, I got the launcher pad out there, rocket ship out there, everything is out there. I'm going to the moon. Oh, boy, sit down somewhere. You don't know what you're talking about. What happened? Bam. That was a seed. Now I don't want to go to the moon no more. Why? Because somebody introduced. Now, I'm not throwing my mother under the bus. She, she operated on the level she knew. Mama, I got the bestest mother in the entire world. And don't y'all be talking about my mama either. <laughs> I got the bestest one in the world. But, she, but, but that's what happens. That's what happens with children. Children have great imaginations. They're creative. They have big dreams. And they come tell adults. And adults say, no, that's too much. You ain't going to do that. Where are you going to get the money from? Boy, money don't grow on trees. What's happening? Natural thinking is now clouding a pure spirit. Y'all see what I'm saying? That's what happens to us. We get saved, God can do anything. Because you know what he delivered you out of. You know what kind of sinner you was. God, you saved me and I did all that. You can do anything. Then you get around saints. Or ain'ts. And they start telling you what you can't do. Versus what they, you can't do. Why? Because it wasn't happening in their life. That's why Mary, when Mary conceived Jesus, she went around somebody who had a miracle her, themselves. So she went to see her cousin Elizabeth, who had, was barren and was now pregnant. And the Bible says when she walked up in the room, the baby jumped. Elizabeth baby jumped in the glory of God. Why? Because like faith, like expectation, helping manifestation come. That's why it's important. You stay around. You got to stay in environments like this. I thank y'all for singing that song today, Atmosphere is Changing. I, I love that because you got to stay in atmospheres like this because you can't come here and hear faith and then go somewhere else and hear doubt and unbelief because what you was believing God for is now going to be subject to doubt and unbelief. You going down there talking to that faith stuff. All that faith stuff don't work. It don't work for them because they're not working it. Doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just they don't have experience with it. Ah, y'all blessed today. Y'all work me hard. I tell you what, y'all work me hard. Come on, let's stand. I'm, I was ready for you, but y'all y'all did work me hard. But that's good. Y'all get anything? Y'all know how to work this process. What does everything start with? What? The what? So. Your prosperity starts with what? Your healing starts with what? Your peace starts with what? Your good relationship starts with what? Your promotion starts with what? Your prayer should start with what? Your praise should start with what? Your worship should start with what? Start with what? Because the word is what? Seed. So now, this Bible contains seed 
for anything you want to grow. If you want to grow a great marriage, it's seed in the book. If you want to grow money in the bank, it's seed in the, in the book. If you want to grow healing in your body, it's seed in the book. Hear what I'm saying? Now, it's up to you. Are you going to be a farmer? Or are you going to be a consumer? Amen. Because a farmer can eat whether there's grocery stores or not. Because he know how to plant. He know how to grow his food. His family going to be well taken care of. Y'all going to be raiding shells. He going to be eating good. Why am I saying that? It's because this economy can be up or down. You can still live good. Because you know how to take the word and create your own economy. Come on, y'all. And our economy doesn't have to be based on our, our government's economy. It's based on the economy of heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And this seed taps us into that. Are y'all with me this morning? Shout the word, the word is working, is working in, me in me right now. Right now. Say the word, the word is, working is working for me, for me. Right, now. right now. When is it working? Right now. So now, if it's working in you, working for you, you need to protect it. Because the enemy is out there waiting right now to take everything that was put in you today. Why? Because he wanted to take that seed. If he take that seed, he got your harvest. Amen. So walk in love. Keep your heart right. Keep the R&B station off. <laughs> Y'all thought I forgot, didn't you? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your goodness. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you for those who are receiving this. I thank you for those who are making adjustments on the inside of them right now. I thank you for those who are moving the word and hearing of the word to a higher level of priority in their lives. Father, I thank you. I thank you so much that you're working in every single person under the sound of my voice. And Father, we're going, all going to another dimension. We're all going, praise God. Praise God. Not to just the next dimension, but next dimensions of power, of glory, of provision, of anointing. And I just give you praise, and I give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you that the word of God is working in us, and the word of God is working for us right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Hit by the eyes closed. Please, nobody walking, nobody moving except those authorized to do so. Praise God. If you're here this, this afternoon and you're not saved, we want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. 
the Bible tells us that it is God's will that all, A-L-L, every last person be saved. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. But I want to give my heart to him today. If that's you, we want to help you with, your step, with this uh, step for the Lord. We want to pray with you. We want to introduce you to Jesus, who is our Lord and Savior, and who wants to be your Lord and Savior. So if you're here this afternoon, you say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I haven't invited Jesus into my heart, but I want to get saved today. I want to receive Jesus today. If that's you, would you lift your hand as you're standing? Because I want to pray for you. We want to pray with you for you to receive that today. Pastor, I'm not saved, but I want to be saved today. Would you pray for me? Glory to God. Secondly, today is this. Maybe you have been saved, but for whatever reason, you've fallen out of fellowship. It means you've fallen away from God. doesn't mean that you don't love God anymore. It just simply means that you're not living the kind of life that you should be living as a saved, born-again individual. Maybe you let business of life get in. Maybe you let others speak into your ear and cause you to fall away doesn't really matter what the reason what matters is the heart of God and the heart of God is that he will receive you he'll restore you in your relationship with him and so if you're here today and you say pastor that's me I'm I gave my heart to Jesus but I'm not living like that now I'm not living like I'm supposed to but the word of God and the spirit of God today calls me to want to rededicate my life so that's you today would you lift your hand because we want to pray with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Say, Pastor, that's me right there. I'm saved, but I'm not living like I'm saved. Not living like I'm saved. But I know now I need to get that right with God. If that's you, and you haven't lifted your hand, I need you to lift your hand in this moment. Don't you worry about your neighbor. This is about you and God. It's about you and God. Okay, thirdly today is this. There's an experience that the Bible talks about called the baptism with Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. And the Bible tells us that every born-again believer can release their faith and receive this second work of grace. And what comes with it is the Spirit of God not only being in you, but the Spirit of God being on you. And also that Spirit of God being on you, empowering you to another dimension to be a witness for Jesus Christ. And then you have a heavenly language that comes to you that you can use to pray, oh, glory to God, pray at a totally different dimension, that you'll no longer be limited by English words, but you'll be unlimited because of the Spirit of God praying through you. So if you're here today and say, Pastor, I'm saved, but I, I don't have this power that you talk about. I don't have... Holy Spirit that you're talking about. I'm not able to speak with tongues, but I want to receive that for myself today. If that's you, would you lift your hand for that because we want to pray for you today for you to receive that in your life in Jesus' name. Pastor, that's me. Pray for me. That's me. Pastor, pray for me. I I want that power. I want that experience in Jesus' name. Okay? Then thirdly, and then fourthly today, lastly, lastly, is to be connected to this church. Every person needs to be connected to a good local church. Not just a church because it's closest to your house. 
not a church just because maybe your family has made that their family church, but a church that's going to teach you the Word of God, teach you the truth of God's Word, but, but probably just importantly, to challenge you to be all that God wants you to be. And if that's you today, and you sense a connection with me as a pastor and connection with this ministry as a place where you can be built up with the Word, then I want you to obey God today. So if that's you and you said, Pastor, I want to connect with this church, would you lift your hand today and we want to receive you as a part of this ministry in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. If you're watching this online today and you say, hey, one of those decisions I just made or I want to make one of those decisions. Listen, reach out to us. Send us an email at the email address behind me and we'll reach right back out to you. We'll, we'll rejoice with you. We'll pray with you. And we'll send you some information free of charge in the mail to help your walk with God get off on the right foot. So God bless you and thank you for tuning in today through our iCampus uh, ministry. Amen. Let's give them a big, big God bless you. Come on. Praise God. Bless you. Now, if you lifted your hand on any of those appeals this morning, 